Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this Chargers podcast. I am your host, Fernando Ramirez, joined, as always, by a man that has, like Hulk Hogan said, he eats his vitamins, he says his prayers, and he goes to bed on time. Big old pythons, uh, number 41 on the field, number one in your heart, Chargers fullback Lorenzo Neal. Lorenzo, how are we doing today? I'm great. I'm great. I am absolutely amazed, and I love the introduction. It's always, I never, you never cease to amaze me. It gets better and better. The legend lives on, you know? Man, I, honestly, like, and it's funny, a buddy of mine told me, you should be one of those WWE commentators that, like, are the ones that uh, introduce the the wrestlers when they come in and stuff. I'm like, I'm way too hyped for that. I'm like, I'm I'm ready for Bruce Buffer. When Bruce Buffer retires, I might, I might, I might be next in line and just say, fighting out of the red corner i I, i'm good on that i'm gonna start practicing i'm gonna get ready for that hey i'm gonna tell you right now don't no one needs to retire i think you're ready now what are you talking about (laughs) no one needs to retire you need to go ahead and make your little side hustle brother you got it fernando you got it i appreciate it i appreciate it well lorenzo i mean right now you know what's going on right now we're 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 in draft season i mean it's it's literally it's coming down to the wire uh, a lot of speculation coming out in New England going to jump up. Is Denver going to come up and grab a quarterback? Uh, what are the certain teams going to do? It, it's really, it, it gets to be a lot of fun, but at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of smoke screens. I mean, San Francisco supposedly uh, has narrowed down their selections to, um, I think it's Mac Jones from Alabama and Trey Lance from North Dakota State, which it doesn't me- mention Justin Fields, which has been questioning a little bit, but it's just a lot of smoke screens being thrown out. So first of all, Lorenzo, what, what do you kind of make about this draft? I think it's going to be nuts. I think it's going to be crazy. I think there's going to be trades left and right. What says you? It's it's, I think it's already nuts. Just like you just alluded to uh, this Matt Jones is, is, is going flying off the radar going from, you know, people say the new England one and he met number 10. Now I'm hearing this guy's could be as high as a two or maybe even possibly three saying that his football IQ is that of a Tom Brady. He's a, He's the reincarnation of Tom Brady because he's not mobile, but he's got skills. He's like Tom Brady. Yes. When you start to hear these things, it's like, man, is this a smokescreen? Is this real? Is this true? Because I'm telling you what I'm hearing about Matt Jones and what people are saying about just his ability uh, and the things that he can do as, as a quarterback and in the pocket and all the things that he's bringing to the table. It really is uh really is mind-boggling because I look at Justin Fields, you look at this kid from Ohio, the Ohio State, you watch him throw the long ball, you see how long he can throw it down the field, you look at his pocket presence, you watch those different things that this young man brings to the table, yeah. it, it it's kind of shocking that uh that you're hearing what you're hearing. Yeah, no, definitely, and it's like, and it's really one of those things where you're trying to pick, pick and, and kind of go around, because to be honest, Lorenzo, the statistics say, Need all the, out of these five quarterbacks, probably two of them are going to be. Uh, one will probably be a Hall of Famer, two will probably be all stars, and three of them probably won't, or two of them won't pan out. So it's going to be one of those things where you kind of try and weed out who's going to be good, who's going to be not. The only thing is, is that the first few quarterbacks, the New York, uh, if Zach Wilson goes to the New York Jets, and obviously Trevor Lawrence go 
goes to um goes to Jacksonville, they're not going to good situations in the sense of talent around them. Jacksonville is a rebuilding team. New York is a rebuilding team. Now, San Francisco, they are just a couple of years removed from the Super Bowl, two years removed from the Super Bowl. They were in the Super Bowl at Miami uh, last season. So they're they they're in a good spot i think whatever quarterback goes there they're going to be helped by that defense they're going to have nick bosa they're going to have some other playmakers on that defense they have some weapons on offense they have george kittle uh you know you know a lot about george kittle uh another guy that i i, I love because he feeds off of that wwe energy so kittle yeah. and i i feel like would be good friends over that <laughs> um and then if the patriots jump up the patriots yes they have some holes but Bill Belichick has done a good job of kind of filling them, uh, filling them up, and and he's got two great tight ends. He has a great, de- a good defense. A lot of the guys are coming back from uh, that took the year off because of COVID. So it's going to be it, two situations that are good. Denver is another team that it feels like all they're missing. I mean, they're missing some pieces on defense, but and an offensive line. But the quarterback situation, Drew Locke, just hasn't seemed like he's it. So those are the kind of teams that are going to be better, but. I'm truly excited for the draft, and I feel like, honestly, I would love to place a bet on uh, on how this is going to turn out. Lorenzo, <laughs> there's a place there's a place folks can go to, can't they? Absolutely, because I'm all over it. I got some money in the kittle because I went to bet online, and I still have some ducats. That's right, some pr- dead presidents waiting to be scooped up because all I do is win, 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 no matter what. And I choose bet online, buddy. Bet online. They're going to have that draft all set up. If you think you got that wit to get make some money, go to bet online, right? The craziest part is, Lorenzo, they just don't cover sports. They also do awards, TV shows, and reality TV for all you Oscar viewers, Bachelorette, all that stuff. They got all that for you. They also have hundreds of props and real-time odds and almost anything you can imagine. And, of course, the 24-hour online casino. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. That 24-hour line casino is not good for my man Lorenzo. He needs he needs to sleep. So, I mean, sometimes he gets on there and he's texting me at 1, 2 in the morning and he's like, man, are you, are you checking this out? I'm like, no, 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 I'm asleep. Yes, yes. I, I love it because it's simple. It's easy. Man, it's simple. You just go and bet online. You can do it on your mobile device, your laptop, whatever you need. I mean, I think they just got you covered. It's a great way to just, even though you can't go to the games, you can still be a part of the games and a part of all the excitement. So, man, I love bet online. I think it's absolutely amazing. But I'm speaking of this draft we're talking about. You're talking about number three. What is San Francisco going to do? I don't know. I was going to load up on bet online, but I'm going to tell you, Fernando, I don't know anymore. Everyone's got me on this, 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 this Jones kid. Everyone says he's the best thing since sliced bread. Is he Tom Brady? Yes. So this is scary. Like you talked about it, the smoke screens. Is this real or is this a dream or is this a smoke screen? What do you know? What do you say about this Jones kid? I've heard some really positive things, but then I've also, I think I heard that two DUIs, allegedly two DUIs. That's a, a question. But then at the same time, um bill o'brien the former houston texans head coach he's now the oc at alabama with uh, and you know nick saban loves to do this he loves to bring in guys that people don't like or that have a bad rap sheet he helps them turn their careers around and then they go and and they go coach at a different program so supposedly mac jones sat down with him and taught him 
uh, it's funny to hear a, cor- a, a college quarterback taught Bill O'Brien the, the Alabama offensive uh, playbook. So that was pretty interesting. I, I, I just don't know. I, I'm going to be honest with you. And I, I'm, I'm, I released my mock draft today for uh, SI.com. And I wrote that I don't think he's, they're going to take Mac Jones. Mac Jones, to me, is similar to Jimmy G. That's how similarly they play. Why would Kyle Shanahan want the exact same thing he already has? You would think he would yeah. want something new, something innovative. To me, it's going to be either Trey Lance or it's going to be Justin Fields, to be honest. I just, I'd be very surprised if he would want the exact same thing he already has. Yeah, and what you're hearing about Justin Fields, they're not even mentioning him anymore. You heard that the Niners said that they're off of Justin Fields. Did you hear that? There too is that. I, so I you said that it's Trey. I haven't heard that. I just when when a team is quiet about a quarterback, that's when it makes me think that that's the quarterback they're going to go with. Especially somebody like Kyle Shanahan, who's very. This is the thing. They're very. They're talking a lot about certain quarterbacks, and they're leaving some out of the mix. So that to me makes me think that they're quietly thinking about Justin Fields. And I mean, New England's done the exact same thing. Other teams have done everything or stuff like that. So it makes me think that there's something behind the scenes going on where they do secretly think, do like him. Do you think that New England likes this guy that much that they're willing to jump to number four? Do you think that the nine do you think the Niners feel that, hey, look, that now if they had New England because they want Jones that bad and they knew it was going to be Jones. How far would they have to go back to get in the fourth position or the fifth position if the other teams don't have, you know, don't have that need? Is this New England, is this the Niners, in your opinion, kind of jockeying for position to see if it can get Belichick to jump up there to get him? Yeah, I I, I truly do think that there's something there's something going on because I, I truly believe that the, the Patriots are going to jump up. They need a quarterback. You know, their quarterback right now is Cam Newton. Uh, Cam last year had some good stuff but at the same time i think he only threw eight or nine touchdowns threw more interceptions than touchdowns he ran the ball well he did a lot of good things but i mean in all fairness new england didn't give him the best weapons available but i do see new england jumping up i just think man it's it's just so much smoke screens and and people obviously like nowadays in the social media world people gravitate to everything they grab everything they don't wait they don't kind of edge out to see what's real and what's not but I truly think that New England, because what I've heard is Denver likes Trey Lance and they love Justin. They they like Trey Lance and they like Justin Fields. Then I've heard New England loves Mac Jones. I've heard San Francisco loves Mac Jones and Trey Lance. So it's a lot of madness. So it really is going to be interesting to see which one comes out. But I truly think that Mac Jones, and, my, and this is what I had in my mock draft. I'll give you guys a little sneak peek. I have Mac Jones going to uh, to New England. I just think it makes too much sense. He's the opposite kind of of Cam Newton. He can sit behind Cam and kind of and see how the off, offense operates. Because you have to remember the Patriots. Um, the Patriots' offense is 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 unique. It takes a while to master. It took Tom Brady a little bit to master. Uh, so it will take him a while. But I I truly think. In my opinion, it's going to be Mac Jones to – I think it's going to be Trey Lance to San Francisco, Justin Fields to Denver, and Mac Jones to New England. I'm going to leave it like that. That's how I think this wow. is going to end up. So, so, you, so where do you have Fields going? To Denver. Yeah, Fields going to number – and what number – where Denver at? Uh, I had them trading up to the seventh spot. So 
they had so basically i did a whole bunch of i did a, no i had them trading up to the eighth spot i had a whole bunch of uh well let's well let's, go, well, well let's di- well let's dive in there because we we're going to okay. get to the chargers as well so let's go through let's just go through your your list and give me the reason why and we'll, okay. you know one thing did, and we'll get and we'll stop when we get to the chargers how about that all right you want to have fun today don't you lorenzo yeah, absolutely you're just, absolutely you're, you're, you're just trying to you're you're trying to have all kinds of fun all right you know because i want to see what my man's got you know hey you're always on me i get the list of this no, people I know, can go I out know. there on si they can go because si this is but we're getting it we're getting a peak we're gonna peak a little peak a little yeah, early so let's there do we it. go all right I'll, I'll got it so number one i have trevor lawrence i mean because and i put this this has been written in stone since the new york jets won an nfl game last season so i right. have him going uh number uh-huh. two i have zach wilson so that one obviously we all know uh zach wilson's been compared to aaron Rodgers lately so that's pretty interesting um i'm interested to see how he does number three i have trey lance uh north dakota state san francisco number four Dun, 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 whatever little noise ESPN likes yeah. to bring up. Um, yeah. A trade. New England jumps up to the fourth overall and drafts Mac Jones from Alabama. I'm like, wow. Bill Belichick gets his quarterback. Uh, he wishes upon a star. Uh, he gets, he gets, uh, and, oh no, I put, and he wishes upon a star that he never has to select this high again. <laughs> wow. So, that's uh, nice. So yeah, I have Mac Jones and then what, what, give me your, give me your, give me your take on San Fran. Give me a little punchline that you give, give, give so, us to us. I think Trey Lance is a big guy. I don't think he'll get. The thing is that Justin's a little bit smaller, so I think I think Trey's a big guy, like kind of like a Justin Herbert in a sense. That's how big his. Oh wow! That's how big he is in a sense. I mean, he's not as big as Justin, but he just feels like he looks like he's big. So is he I feel as like is, is he as yeah, mobile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's mobile, very mobile. I I don't know if. Yeah, I think he's a little bit faster than Justin is. So I think he's going to be able to use his legs. He can sit behind Jimmy G for a year. He learns this whole year, which is going to, it's going to be, they're going to get a little impatient. And I think they're going to want to throw him in there. But hey, we'll see what happens. But I think that he's a big quarterback. He has a big he arm. He played only one year, though, right? He yeah, he only played this 17 way. games. He's only played 17 games. So he's going to so, be raw. So when you say that, so I want to hear what I want, I want your take. So yeah. I want your take on this. So why would you, if you're looking at the Niners and let's go back three years ago, Mitchell Trubisky, yeah, you know what they did only 16 games and they, you know, went out there on a limb and, and made that happen for Mitchell Trubisky. And you see what that, that, what that yield, what, what, if, what say you that the Niners can't afford that the Niners look at this, what's, what's the biggest difference? Why, what has this young man showed you that Trubisky didn't could Trubisky hit big mobile, could do all those things and didn't pan out. So give me the reasons why you think the Niners will go in this route, especially with a guy who's uh, didn't get, don't have, it's not seasoned. And we've seen what happened to those guys. Damn. I can tell you're a journalist. You're over here asking them tough questions. I love it. Hey, you know, uh, you know, yeah, I, I just, the thing, the thing that separates him, them, I mean, in a sense to me was, I didn't see any, like when I watched, when I remember watching Mitchell Trubisky's, uh, film or whatever back then and i'm not i'm not a i'm not a scout or anything but i didn't see that extra umph that i saw from other quarterbacks and the reason why i was scouting him is because i thought the chargers in 2017 were going to take a quarterback i thought philip rivers starting to get up there in age uh and i had heard rumors that the Chargers were interested in deshaun watson and patrick mahomes and i thought you know what i'm going to take a look at this film and see if mitchell could be a player and i just I didn't like the film. I didn't think there was anything special about him. And again, North Dakota State, I think, is a Division Two foot or one one A football, so it's not Division One. But I feel like 
tra- I feel like what Kyle Shanahan does, and the thing is always, where are these players going to land? If you remember, he landed with the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears really don't have, um, they don't really have that extra umph to kind of help uh, players develop, quarterbacks develop. They didn't help Mitchell Trubisky at all develop. I mean, he really was the same kind of quarterback when he started to when he ended, and he showed some flashes here and there. But just nothing special. I feel like Kyle Shanahan really develops quarterbacks. And I feel like he's going to say, you know what? He's raw. He's really raw. But I feel like in a year, I can get him up to that speed. I can get him up to playing NFL-style football. And the thing is, Kyle Shanahan will style his offense around the quarterback that he has. So if it's Trey Lance, I'm going, I guess, Lorenzo, what I'm saying is I'm going more towards coaching. That I feel like coaching can get him in a great spot to really develop him more so than the player if that makes any sense i feel like kyle shanahan will put him in his position to succeed whereas the chicago bears didn't i feel like san francisco will get him weapons they'll get him players to really help that offense out and i don't think chicago did that yes they got Allen robinson but they didn't get other style of receivers they didn't get him a tight end it was just a, a crapshoot with chicago and i feel like san francisco is willing to do a lot more to help Kyle Pitts or Kyle Pitts, uh, Trey yeah. Lance to be ready for uh, the future. Well, okay, okay. So I, I, um, can, I can understand that. So, I mean, honestly, and, and this is like that. this is like this is like being drunk at at one in the morning and and throwing darts. This is that's how I've always seen mock drafts. I've always seen them as you're drunk at one in the morning and you're throwing darts at a board. So it, it's <laughs> it hits and misses. I mean, it's gonna happen, but. Number five. Now, here's where, Lorenzo, this is where I think the draft starts. This is where I think the draft starts, really. Fifth overall, I have Jamar Chase, LSU wide receiver. Why I think Cincinnati really wants to take a, I think they really want to take uh, an offensive lineman, but they see this as an opportunity to match up their their second-year quarterback with a good uh with a great receiver jamar chase has all the potential to be a superstar receiver in this league and i feel like if if joe burrow already knowing jamar chase got him it's a match made in heaven i just feel like it's too good and there's a lot of good offensive linemen in this draft so if cincinnati waits they have basically uh, a high draft pick in the second round they can get an offensive lineman there obviously not the same caliber as panay saul or Rashawn Slater, but hey, it's high quality, um, and you never know what you're going to get. Sixth, the Miami Dolphins and Tua Tungavailoa get Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida. I feel like wow. they need a tight end. I feel like Tua needs a guy that they can depend on. Lorenzo, you saw the way Phillip and Drew uh, relied on Antonio Gates. That's kind of what the Dolphins need to get Tua. And honestly, Lorenzo, and I know there's going to still be questions this year about Tua and everything, but man, he has to succeed this year. If not, I feel like the Miami Dolphins will they'll they'll turn ship real quick and they'll draft another quarterback next year or they'll try and find another quarterback. But I think they need to get it fit. I need I think they need to get him fit or he needs to get this fixed before it's too late. Yeah, he does. To it he, he struggled. He struggled last year. You know, the hip wasn't I think it wasn't I don't think maybe a hundred percent, but I think that you you did throw him in there. Don't know if this is going to be the answer. You know, we've seen that he made some throws at times, but I just seemed like the stage got big for him, got kind of stage fright, looked a little nervous at times, especially in close games. Just didn't seem like it was pulling the trigger. So yeah, we'll see. They're going to get a tight end for him. You get a tight end, and I just don't think it's just Philip Rivers and Drew Brees. But if you just look around the league, 
Think about what, what who, who Peyton Manning had when him and Clark was on fire. Think about it, even go back to the Niners when, you know, when Montana and Weston Pleak, Clark as well, you know, that was, he was an awesome, you know, Dwight Clark who passed. Dan, Think about Chargers. Dan Fouts when, and Kellen Winslow. Kellen Winslow. There you go. You're on it. You go through <laughs> and you look at even with Brady and Gronkowski in New England. That's the, those tight ends. They are chain movers and game changers. You got a good tight end. That's what the, the quarterback, he relies on a lot to have a good tight end. So I, I totally could see this could help young Tua and help his career if they get this guy. And he is what everyone believes he can be um, as far as tight end. What I felt bad at last year was that I saw that Joe Burrow was succeeding and Justin Herbert was too. And I feel like Miami kind of got ahead of themselves a little bit. And we're like, you know what? We kind of need to throw our rookie in there to see how he's going to get, uh, how he's going to go into the fire and how he's going to feel. And I was kind of like, dude, it's too early. Like you still have a little bit more and, and they just let him play and everything. So, I mean, Hey, hopefully, hopefully it didn't scar him that at games he was pulled for Ryan Fitzpatrick, but it's a Tua Tunga Vailoa show now. I mean, there's no, uh, there's no Ryan Fitzpatrick behind him. So it's going to be really interesting. So the Detroit lions at number seven, I have them taking Rashawn Slater, I feel like Jared Goff needs to be protected, and it's incredible to know that Jared Goff is now in Detroit. Um, he needs to be protected. I feel like their offensive line needs some help. I feel like if they got Rashawn Slater, they can plug him in different places. He could be a guard. He can be a tackle. He can be whatever they need him to be. So I feel like it's a good move for them, and uh, I feel like they, they, can, uh, they can help get him more help receiver wise later in the draft because this this uh this draft class is full of really good receivers and now lorenzo the madness starts again a little madness i have the broncos trading up from number nine to number eight with carolina why would you wow. have them trade up one spot lorenzo I heard, i've been hearing that the washington football team is also enamored with justin fields so you trade up one spot to secure that you get your quarterback and you do not have the Washington football team try and jump up, jump you, and they take your quarterback. So I feel like Denver jumps up one spot with Carolina. They get Justin Fields. Lorenzo, they know how loaded this AFC West is. There's a there's Patrick Mahomes. There's uh, there's Justin Herbert. Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr is also very good. You have the worst quarterback situation in in the in the division. What do you need? You need a quarterback. Justin Fields is that guy for Denver. Denver has really good pieces. All they need is a quarterback. This kid will sit behind Drew Locke. But if the stadiums are packed this year, Lorenzo, we could we could get a flashback to when it was Kyle Orton playing, and all, all you would hear is, we want Tebow. Right, right, We right, want right. Tebow, and it was Tebow time. So, hey. That's what's gonna happen. That's where I think. Uh, that's what I think. Isn't that um, crazy about Tebow? You you talked about Tebow real quick. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that because of who he was, he didn't get a really a fair shot because it was just he was so sensation because of where he was his beliefs or who he was yeah. as a person that it override. He wasn't. You know, Tebow drove the meter, and he yeah. wasn't necessarily a great player. I think it hurt him. I hurt, I think it hurt his opportunities of playing in the league because he wasn't this superstar player. But because the fans and stuff took a liking to him, it, it was driving the media. It was driving the media. It was absolutely unbelievable. Then he goes to New York, and you think, oh, maybe he's finally going to get a shot. And Rex Ryan barely uses him, doesn't even. And I'm like, okay. Then he goes to New England in training camp, and they want to convert him to a tight end. He says, no, I'm a quarterback. And then he goes to baseball. I, I, honestly, it's kind of sad because I really wanted to see 
what more Tim Tebow could do. But I mean, you're right. I mean, it's just sad that we didn't get to see more from Tim in the NFL. But I got some more madness, Lorenzo, if you're ready yes. for it. Yes, I am. With the ninth selection, Carolina trades out of the ninth spot with the Los Angeles Chargers. Wow. Los Angeles Chargers select left tackle Panay Sewell from Oregon. So, Lorenzo, over the weekend, I got to meet That's Justin Herbert in person. Uh, the Chargers had a uh, an event for season ticket holders. I was able to meet Justin in person. Let me tell you, this guy, as soon as he saw us, he's like, hey, guys, what's up? How are you guys doing? I'm like, oh, wow. Like, okay. And we start talking to Justin. Justin's a great kid, to be honest, Lorenzo. I mean, honestly, I, I and I, I see the reason why Charger fans love him, why they've uh, fallen in love with Justin Herbert as their quarterback. Yes, he's a great player on the field, but off the field, he's just a great guy overall. Getting to talk to him for a little bit, he was he's a great kid, comes from a great family. So Justin, so I asked Justin, I'm like, Justin, what would it mean for you to get Panay Sewell on this team? And he starts laughing, and he's like, I mean, it'd be awesome, but at the same time, wherever he goes, I'm going to be a fan of his, and I hope he does well. Well, I think, Lorenzo, that there, there should be a reunion coming around. So I have the Chargers jumping up, grabbing Panay Sewell. And just having that left tackle, uh, that left tackle combination with, with the quarterback position. I remember when the Chargers in 2006 they decided to draft Marcus McNeil, left tackle out of Auburn. Marcus McNeil comes in and he solidifies his spot as the starting left tackle. And if it wasn't for those those neck injuries, I think Marcus McNeil would have been playing until probably two three years ago, because right. I thought he would. I thought he was going to be the left tackle for the next fifteen years. He was only in for I think five or six of it. He got a big time contract, well deserved, by the way. And I've actually done a couple of TV spots down here in San Diego with him, and he's awesome. So I think the Charge need to solidify their 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 left tackle position. You've been doing this all off season. Your free agency, you went with the offensive line finish it off get Panay Sewell and you finish it off and now you're in business so I have them taking Panay Sewell and then with the 10th pick and I'll stop it right there at the 10th the Dallas Cowboys everybody has Patrick Sertan going here I do not really I have JC Horn cornerback South Carolina Lorenzo last week the Cowboys did something crazy that I had never seen before they showed video of their meetings with some of these players and i'm like wow i could never see the chargers showing a video of tom telesco interviewing a player but yeah he said and so they asked him uh jerry jones asked him why do you feel like you're the best corner in this draft because everybody's saying patrick Sertan is he's like i don't take plays off i was like oh wow wow i was like so and what i mean yeah, yeah right. what you're trying to say so it was one of those things and I was like, okay, I'm like, that's what kind of party this is. So I think that's the kind of bravado. I think that's kind of the grit that Dallas needs on that defensive side of the football. They have it on the offense. They have a good offensive line. They have, they've paid Dak Prescott. They have good players on the offense. Now let's worry about the defense. JC Horn would do wonders for that team. I feel like JC Horn is exactly the kind of player that Dallas needs. So I have him going to Dallas. So that's my top 10. Wow. Carolina comes out of this like a winner because they get three, they get draft picks from the Broncos and they get draft picks from the Chargers and they come out looking pretty. But yeah, no, that's my that's my top ten in my mock draft. Yeah, so, and Carolina, that's a pretty neat deal where you're talking about Carolina because Carolina, yeah. you look at where they're at as far as 
they got a pretty solid, well, one of the best, if not the best running back in the in the game. Yeah. If you look at them and you're saying if they can stack more players and make some make some little moves like that to ensure the offensive line, the defensive line, and get some big time players, man, Carolina could be a, a team we're talking about here in the next year or so that you're saying, you remember that year? You remember 2021? Exactly. You mean you spoke about that would be kind of legendary if this has come to fruition, like you, the way that you see it may yeah. happen. So let, let's let's shift gears a little bit now towards um, the Chargers a little bit, because I mean, obviously, this is what we do. We're Chargers podcast. We love talking about other stuff and everything. When you look at it, do you feel like left tackle is there? Like, do you feel like that's that's kind of their missing piece on offense uh, to really solidify that offensive line? That's what my opinion is. But I, you've been in the game. You kind of know. Is that kind of where you're looking at, too? I think it's a great position to, 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 to go after. And I think that, yes, it could solidify it for the next 10 to 15 years. I, I get it. My, my question now, is this guy, you know, you know, I'm going to compare left tackles and compare tackles that I played with guys like Willie Rofe. Is this the next Willie Rofe that came in as a rookie that could, that could move guys off the ball that so fast that you had to respect him as quickness and he could, you know, run block too. A lot of guys come in and they're, quick and they can pass block you know you know seven step drop because they got great feet but can they end the run game and if you're looking at this just charger team we know that they want to throw the ball but you're going to have to be able to run the ball too so you got to make sure is this offensive line going to be physical enough to move the ball and that's it you've got to be physical you can't play basketball in the grass and think you can win on a consistent basis I hate teams that do it. Look at Tampa Bay last year. Look what they end up doing that Super Bowl. Think about when the playoffs start. It was balanced. You have to be able to play. You have to play physical football, especially in January and December and January. Those last months, you have to run the ball. Show me a team that can't run the ball. You are not going to usually win. And that's what I, that's what, that's what the charges, when you're talking about tackle, yes, they need to address that. And absolutely. And my thing is, is it going to be a guy right now that, that has the physical capability to help not just in pass protection, but also in the run game on a consistent basis? And I feel like that's something that we forget. We forget about somebody who could do both because nowadays it kind of feels like there's guys that come out and there's like to me, it's Panay Sewell, it's Rashawn Slater, and then there's a drop off. And I feel like those other guys kind of don't do both. And I feel like Rashawn and Panay both do uh, both of those. But when you talk about running the ball and you compare it to Tampa Bay, there's an area that I've been questioning the Chargers about, and it's running back. I love Austin Eckler. I think Austin Eckler is a great, but behind him, there's some question marks. I love the combination of Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. I thought when both of those guys were together, it was a great combination because you had speed and you had the big, big bulky running back that can, that can smash through. I feel like the Chargers are still missing that, and I feel like that's something that they need. I mean, right now we're just giving you guys areas where we think the Chargers need some help, oh, and I and I feel like running back. Kelly? What's your what's your take on Kelly? I didn't like that Anthony. I and I don't know if this was Anthony, the organization. I don't know what it was, but when they benched him last year, I didn't like that because I feel like guys need to figure it out. I remember Phil Jackson when he used to coach the Lakers. There'd be times where the Lakers were down 20 points and he would not call a timeout. And you'd see the players being like, dude, what? why aren't you calling a timeout? Or even or even the own, uh, the broadcasters would be like, why is Phil Jackson not calling a timeout? And they'd ask Phil, and he's like, I'm going to let them figure it out. 
They need to figure out their mess. And the thing is, last year, Kelly started off well. I thought, wow, Austin and Joshua Kelly might be a good duo because I think combined the first two games, they had 600 yards uh, through the air and run, like touching the ball. I think they had around 500 yards combined. And I thought, oh, wow, Kelly ends up fumbling against Carolina week three. And you're like, okay, maybe it's just a hiccup. Then they play Tampa Bay. They're close to the end zone. And for some reason, they had uh, they did a quarterback handoff. Joshua gets it wrong. He fumbles. And then uh, Tampa Bay recovers. And then they come back and end up winning the game. And I feel like that really shot his confidence a little bit. And he just wasn't the same running back. Then uh, I, I think against the New York Jets or it was Jacksonville. I can't remember which one. He was the guy that protected the punter. And the guy just swim moved him, went right past him and blocked the punter, Ty Long's punt. And you're like, dude, what's like, what's going on? So it just seemed like his confidence was shot. Uh, I, I, I like that it's a new coaching staff just because he maybe has a clean slate. And they're like, hey, whatever happened last year, whatever. But I don't think he's that big back. I still think they need a big back to really help them out. Um just like like you saw what Leonard Fournette was able to do last year in the playoffs for ja for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, right? I just don't think that the Chargers have a running back like that that can really kill the clock at some point. And I mean, honestly, <laughs> I'm of the mindset, and it's funny because I mean, I've been around the Chargers for years. I'm of the mindset that the Chargers should never stop scoring the ball because there's times where they're up. They were up against Denver this year by 20 points, and they end up kind of taking their foot off the gas, and then they end up losing. I'm like, dude, just take the Bill Belichick mindset and go score six touchdowns and go knock the other team out. Just because sometimes they like to they like to put their foot on the brake a little bit, and that's when they the, the other teams come back and beat them. But I really do think that they need another running back. I think they need a big back kind of, just because you need that guy that's gonna that bruiser that really is gonna tire out the defense. And in the fourth quarter, they're just gonna be gas and they're gonna be easy pickings. Right, right. I and I and I and I I, I do understand what you what you're talking about. I, I thought Kelly did show some signs, so I, I don't know if I'm gonna throw him, give him, get up, get up on him now yet. I thought he showed that he could run hard in between tackles, and like you said, the fumble, the fumble bug hit him, and uh, yeah, maybe come back. But I, I just think that this is going to be interesting perspective, just with the with the with the Chargers and what they're going to do. They got to continue to. I'm telling you. Special teams to me was not heroic. They were ferocious, not a, a ferocious, uh, just horrendous. Uh, you know, it was they were ferocious. They did not play well on special teams, in my opinion. I think you got to make sure you address that. You you look at offense counts as a third, defense counts as a third, and I believe special teams counts as a third. You block a punt, you get field position. You look at they struggled and they struggled in all three phases of the special teams punt return. They spun punt team. They suffered in field goals. I mean, this team suffered in all three phases of the kicking game. You got to get better because field position is one and lost in those in, in field position. So you got to make sure that your punter's not going to be shanking punts and change position. And you know what? You give up field position. Make sure that you know that you're going to have a good punt return team. You're not going to make self-inflicted wounds. You're not going to get penalties. You got to make sure in this draft you get some guys too that know that aren't that they have one purpose, and that's to make the special teams. It's just like a lot of rookies, guys that come in in college. They're they're you know they're freshmen, and they're they're going to Alabama. You know what? Those kids they go down on that wedge, and you see them. Coach said, "Look, you want to make your way. You got to be a special, and it means something. You got to have dogs on special teams. You got to have guys that says, you remember the great Kasim Osgood that was yep. with the Chargers. You got to have players like that. That this is what they specialize in. 
And I tell you, a lot of teams, you show me a team, a good team, and I'll show you, guarantee they got a guy on that special teams that everyone fears, everyone knows that set the tone. Who is that guy on the charges that is that Tasmanian devil that you know that he is known for his special team that's going to keep everyone going? I think that's missing. I know, I know we're talking draft. I know we're talking to big time players. I get that. But so many things that make the, you know, everyone looks at the Porsche, but if you don't have those nuts around the nuts and the lug wrenches around those, those rims, guess what? Those tires are going to come off. If you don't have the right tires, if you don't have the right plugs, if you don't have the right oil, the right inch, you know what? That car can look as beautiful as one, but those are the glue things. Those are the substance that the things that you don't get to see that don't get the credit. And that's what this charger team, in my opinion, to win a couple more games, they're going to have to do it too on special teams, Fernando. I'm, I'm Lorenzo, I'm 100% with you, and I feel like that's kind of the overlaying factor that nobody's really paid attention to all that much. I was, I'm not going to lie, I was surprised that the Chargers brought back Michael Badgley, missing 12 kicks last year. I think he missed eight field goals and four extra points. Man, you can't have that. And you know what's, you know what's interesting about him? from 45 and beyond he's terrible i think he i think he's i think he's only made four or five field goals some I, he, it's a terrible number but f- past 45 he can't make a field goal and, and and the chargers you can't have that especially if you're in a dome stadium you can't have that kind of stuff you need somebody who's going to go out there and make all the field goals i mean obviously not everybody's perfect but man missing 12 kicks last year was bad Tyler and the division Long- you're in, and the exactly. division you're in, you have exactly. Kansas City, Denver, and the and you have the Chiefs and the Raiders. You gotta, you gotta find a way to freaking. You're gonna have to win a game or two here on special teams because exactly. your conference is one of the better ones. Yeah, no, and, and he made okay. He made a field goal against Denver, and he made one against Atlanta at the end. But he also missed the one against New Orleans. Which man, can you imagine if Justin Herbert would have gotten his first win on Monday Night Football in New Orleans after the mishap that had just happened against Tampa? hey that would have been perfect for him but they missed ty long he's a good punter but you need him like and i know i'm gonna bring it up but you need a mike cyphers some and you know it's funny i was watching uh, i was watching old uh chargers highlights the other day man there's not a highlight that i don't see number five stepping on that field and booming it into the five uh, five yard line six yard line like he would bring rain he was he, he was he would bring rain he was such a weapon for us such he, honestly, he was one of those underrated guys that I'm surprised that I don't know if the Chargers still have a ring of honor or not, but I, he deserves to be in the ring of honor, honestly, just because of what he brought to the team. Man, I remember there was one time they were backed up into their own end zone, I think by New England. He booms one to like the 20, like the 15 yard line on the other side. And I think special teams gets there quick. I think Kasim Osgood was the one that tackled the, I can't remember who the returner was, but man, he gets him quick. And I'm like, that's what the Chargers are really missing. You're saying, you're right, Lorenzo. They're missing the grit, uh, re- uh, special teams um, return, everything, man. It just feels like they're really missing a lot of key pieces. And it's funny because when we talk to special teams coach Darius Swinton, the new special teams coach, he tells he tells us, oh, yeah, I've watched all the film from special teams from last year before I or before I interviewed. And I'm like, you watched everything? He's like, yeah, I needed to know what I was facing. And he didn't say it, but I'll say it for him damn what he like what he is facing he has an uphill battle to climb the chargers don't have really that many pieces for special teams i know they signed a cornerback from tampa bay i I can't remember his name and he's a good gunner so hey maybe uh maybe you got your gunner already ready to go uh and he'll be a good piece but i and i remember watching him uh i watched some of his stuff and he's pretty good so hey maybe you got that solidified already but man they still have a lot of work to do 
And Tom Telesco told us that they will be bringing in competition for Michael Badgley and they will be bringing in competition for Ty Long. So honestly, it, it's going to be really interesting to see if those guys make it out of camp because they have an upfield battle. I think they're already going into this negatively in a sense just because of some of those mistakes that they've made. But Lorenzo, before I let you go, because you're a busy man. I mean, you got you got a lot of things going on. I know you're busy. I got to ask you, and I mean, a lot of people called me out last week because I, because uh, I was, I was having my, uh, I was having a little bit of fun with you, and uh, but I had, I have to ask. You went to the Mike Oslot, uh, yeah, Mike Oslot, yeah, yeah, uh, tournament, golf tournament. How'd you do? You know what? Believe it or not, I was bringing rain, baby. I was hitting big Ooh. drives, hitting the ball over the place. It was a scramble, so you don't got a necessary. So I had some shots. Definitely uh-huh. my drives they were using a lot of times on my drive. So don't even try to hate. So whenever <laughs> you want something, whenever you want to go play with your boy, me and you, we're going to go play and we're going to go Instagram live for our <laughs> listeners and watch me absolutely spank you. So we're going to go Instagram live when you and I play and our listeners can watch me spank you since you're talking about my golf game. Man, I was just asking a question. No, you I aren't. Honestly, I, I can just tell with that that smirk and that little evilish, devilish laugh you got, Fernando. You're not telling me nothing that I don't know. I know you. I have. I'm just. I'm just concerned. I was just concerned, hoping that you were. You really, really, really concerned because you were when you were 12 years old. You went out with your uncle, got drunk, and you threw his club. And every hole, Mexico. Yeah, don't make me tell all the listeners. You know, but I'll, I'll leave you with this. I'm gonna leave you with this. If the Chargers special teams end up in the top ten, they're in the playoffs. They're not a good enough team to make the playoffs if their special team mark the you mark the tape. You heard me, Fernando. I'm warning you now. If they can end up in the top ten special and half of special teams. They will get in the playoffs because if not, they're not good enough on offense or defense combined to get in. You're going to have to be different somewhere, and it's going to be special teams. It's a good enough. They got a good enough collection to make it happen, and I think that's the way they can sneak into the playoffs, and it's going to be determined by special teams and field position. Mark my word. You guys heard Uncle Lowe's out there looking out for you guys. He's telling you what the Chargers need to do to make the playoffs. Uh, Lorenzo, before uh, we let you go, what, what's going to be the move this weekend for Lowe Jr.? I mean, are you guys going to do anything? Are you guys uh, – what's your guys' plans uh, for this weekend? Well, you know what? Lowe Low, Low Low, Low Jr. is coming off of, you know, injury and stuff. So, you know, but he's uh, he's excited about his opportunity. He's excited about, you know, having a chance to go play in the National Football League. So, I think we're just going to lay back, chill at the house. He's not going to – you know, I'm expecting him to either go sixth or seventh round. If not, I think he'll be a free agent. I mean – I've talked to several teams. He's definitely going to be a guy that's going to ha- have an opportunity um, uh, to be on a to be on be on a ball club. And now he's got to go take opportunity never lost. It's just given to someone else. I always tell him, son, opportunity is never lost. It's given to someone else. Go take it. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Well, we appreciate your guys' time. It's draft week. We know everything's about to get crazy. Uh, Lorenzo, any any last few words for for the listeners? No, absolutely. Next time we're next time we're on, we'll be talking draft. We'll know the top ten picks, and we'll be talking again. So draft starts on Thursday. So I think it's going to be awesome. The next time we talk and talk to our listeners, we can be able to go through and analyze the different picks and see where the uh, see where the Chargers landed. Perfect. Everybody, have a great draft day. Have fun. Enjoy it. 
and stay safe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.